Welcome to the Joy Factory monthly and inappropriately named podcast for the Joy Factory Project. On today's show, my guests and I talk about the joys and wonders of podcasts on a podcast because it's super meta. Thank you for joining me on this adventure of virtual nerdery. I am your host, Sean Duke, proprietor of the Skiffy Fanty Show, professor of nerdly things, and sometime re- writer and TTRPG dork. I'm going to have to change that because it's not sometime because I just started submitting stories again. So, ooh, big to do. If you're here, it means you fell down a magic well into some kind of alternate reality. Welcome. We have pork rinds. You're welcome. They're delicious. Uh, And with me today is Sarah Nicholas, author of Keeping Her Secret and host of Pub Talk Life and Quarries, Qualms and Quirks, plus a bunch of other things because Sarah does lots of things and you're darn busy. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Again. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had a snafu. It's my fault. Well, I, I brought you on because we both are podcasters who like podcasts and have Mm -hmm. listened to many podcasts over the last year and i imagine perhaps considerably more than normal given (laughs) that uh there was a is still technically happening a pandemic so i wanted to start with a very simple question which is why podcasting both i think from both angles right why why do you want to do it as the one creating but also like why why do you listen do them why are you like everybody else who just sits on youtube for 18 hours a day and just watches <laughs> youtube videos yeah well part of the creating is because i was listening to them i was listening to so many of them i had even brought someone so i'm an event planner for a library as my day job i had brought someone in to teach like a podcasting class i had listened to a lot of podcasts i have a youtube show pub talk live that I started syndicating as a podcast. Like I don't edit or anything. I don't like put really any real effort into the podcast version, but I started realizing that like people were as many people were listening as were watching the YouTube version. And so I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. And then I basically, I thought about starting a podcast for like six months and then finally did. And I start, I like, I like to listen to them because I can do other things while listening to them. That's a big one for me. Because I have so many different kind of jobs and volunteer roles and uh, different projects and stuff. If I'm able to sit at a computer, then I'm probably going to be doing one of those things. And so podcasts are something that I can listen to. Like I literally cannot be doing any of those other things, right? And I like how intimate it is. I like that it's my favorite podcast, I guess I should say, are like kind of conversational, they're informative as well, but also really conversational. And I think we're going to talk about some of our favorites. I mentioned, I specifically, I told you I didn't remember anything from last time, but I do remember this talking about this kind of uh, parasocial relationship that you develop with podcasters that you listen to a lot, which sometimes, a lot of times people talk about parasocial relationships in a negative sense. But I think it can be really helpful, especially for someone like me who's an extrovert who is like, locked in the house for 14 months because I also have an immune disorder and I wasn't around people a lot. And it kind of like filled a little bit of that hole, you know, of not being around people and especially the conversational podcasts. And 
one of my favorites is print run. And that was the only time that I ever really like realized what I was doing because mm. I started thinking about in one particular instance, I was like, Oh yeah, my friends, um, Laura and Eric. And I was like, wait, no, Sarah, they're not your friends. Like you just listen to them <laughs> talk about publishing. And like, I know Laura, but I don't know Eric at all. And so, yeah, it was definitely a moment of like, oh, I need a little, a little bit more distance, I think. <laughs> but I think that's why podcasting is so great is because it does have that kind of like closeness. Like usually I'm listening in earbuds. So they're literally, you know, voices inside my head. Yeah. I think what's, what's great. There are a lot, lot that you just said there. And so I, I want to say a couple of things about some of the things you just said. One of them, I think, was interesting. You, you brought up the fact that you can do other things when you listen to podcasts because you just put them in your earheads and you just go. Your earheads, whatever an earhead mm -hmm. is, you know what yeah. I mean, right? But you can't necessarily do that with video. Mm -hmm. Either the way that the app works, if you put it in your pocket, like your leg will bump it and stop it, or you can't have your phone asleep and have that playing because it shuts the video off. There are some platforms, I think YouTube allows you to do that. But what that was one of frustration I was having with like virtual cons, because I think mm. the thing I love about virtual cons is I don't have to be present. And I have a huge problem, which is that if I sit still and I'm not doing something for long periods of time while trying to listen, I actually just fall asleep. And it's not because mm -hmm. I'm disinterested. I just, I can't, I, my, I just, my body wants nap time. That's what this is right now. <laughs> and so when I'm at a virtual convention, I need to do other stuff. I can't, I can't sit still and just watch a video, but with zoom, you can't really do many of, you can go for a walk, but like, that's kind of the limit of what you can do. You can't pull up other apps because the zoom call will eventually shut off if you open other apps you know none of that you could do youtube at least when there were a couple like fringe uh Conceal and fringe did youtube streams which you could do other stuff and it would just make the window small so that i think was is one of the things i like more about podcasting i i'm also on youtube all the time watching stuff on youtube but podcasting is the thing like i can have that in my ears all the time the other thing I think is interesting is you brought up parasocial relationships because this is a big to-do, right, with internet conversations at the moment of the mm -hmm. way that people feel a close, almost personal relationship to internet people, folks they only know in an internet context or in a digital context, yeah. and they, they grow that attachment. And I think in your case, it's healthy, which is like you kind of, you know, you're not really friends with them, but you kind of yeah. feel a closeness, but you're also not going to like show up at their house and be like, Hey, want to go to dinner? <laughs> but we do get those people who sometimes in the, the digital sphere, like get a little creepy mm -hmm. with the parasocial, which is they assume a familiarity that doesn't exist uh, solely on the grounds that they've heard those people talk about some stuff without recognizing that we don't share everything about ourselves online, even when we're being incredibly open about ourselves. I guess that we kind of answered the other question I was going to ask, which is about what makes podcasting such a unique or interesting medium. And we kind of got that, which is that mm -hmm. it, it is so portable. Let me put it this way. Why do you think podcasting has has caught on? Like, it's very corporate now. Right. There's tons of corporate podcasts, like everyone and their mother, like every every media agency has podcasts now. Right. Mm -hmm. and there was a time that wasn't the case when it was like a bunch of indie guys like putting it on their websites. Now it's it's every everyone has a podcast. Why do you think that we, we've gotten to that point? What what has happened to what is it about podcasts that got us to this moment? 
so part of it is the portability that you can do it while while doing you can listen to it while doing other things. I did want to add because I live in a rural area and I have no service here. And so for me, podcasts are one of the easiest things to download and then go on my walk, you know, because I I can't actually use the internet while I'm on my walk. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that, that changes the dynamic. Uh, AT&T get on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever service provider you have. All of them. All of them are, are black holes out here. <laughs> but I think also part of it is it's relatively, it's still relatively new. Like we, I, I, people have been doing this for like 20, even longer, 20 years or longer, but it's still pretty new. It's still kind of just now coming to the mainstream and it has a relatively low bar of entry. You know, pretty much anyone can get like a decent mic, even you could do it even on like a headphone mic and create a podcast. And I think that's part of it. It's still kind of like in this wild, wild west territory where there are some corporations like grabbing, you know, different areas, but there's also still a lot of like indie people going around and, and making really cool stuff. And one of my favorite podcasts is, is one of the biggest podcasts out there, but it's still indie and it's not under a network, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. And so I think it's also one of those things that you can just try. And if it doesn't work, it's not there a big deal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, even from a creator standpoint, oh, yeah, standpoint, yeah. you can you can just try. You can make a couple episodes and see if you like it. And if, I mean, if you do, continue on. But there's something like 70% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10 or something like that. Yeah. So there are definitely a lot of people just trying things and seeing how they work, which I think is great for you know creativity and innovation like podcasting i think the interesting thing about it is is just how much variety there is in podcasting not just in the content but also in the style right because if we think of like the style or the 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 format of episodes everything from fiction podcasts of you know serialized or individual episodes right i mean lavar burton has been doing a reading podcast for years and Everybody loves it because it's LeVar Burton and also <laughs> Jeopardy. Just let him be the host. Just stop yeah. with whoever these, uh, just hire him. Be done with mm-hmm. it. I will literally start watching Jeopardy if you hire LeVar Burton. <laughs> so you've got all this stuff, politics and fiction and, you know, people doing geek podcasts and movie podcasts and all of this stuff. And there's just so much that there's almost guaranteed to be a podcast for you, mm-hmm. right? If whatever esoteric, like super specific thing that you're into, like, I just want a podcast about people who are really into beats. There's a podcast there for you. Is there, did you guaranteed. check that? <laughs> Do you want me? I'm going to check right now. <laughs> oh, interesting. There's a podcast called Afro Beats podcast spelled as B-E-E-T-S, which is a source to garden to table content inspired by culture and soul. We use food as tool to explore the African diaspora and give you the knowledge on plants that would allow you to live your best life. So it's not That's specific. a cool name though. <laughs> I know it's very clever. A plus yeah. to y'all. And they're currently active. Well, mostly active. They haven't had anything since March of this year, but you know, <laughs> relatively active and our minds. I feel like there's not a, a podcast that's <laughs> just about beats, but beats become a thing. That's inspired part of it. by beats. Yeah. Inspired by beats. Yeah. yeah. Which A plus, but the point is like you can find like farm to table or farming stuff. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you can find a a podcast that is about, you know, we grow lots of beets up in Minnesota, for example. I'm sure there's a Minnesota gardening podcast where they talk about beets. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So the whole point I was getting at until we got totally derailed. Thank you so much, Sarah, (laughs) by beats is that there's just variety. And yeah, I find that great. I I absolutely adore just how much stuff there is as a maker. What, what is it that you find so enjoy? I mean, obviously you do one that's a, a podcast podcast and then one that's a video that you transfer into an audio podcast. What is the thing that brings you joy in the creation of your content? For me, I think probably the thing that I am most interested in and find the most joy in is connecting to and having conversations with people that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have a podcast and a YouTube show. Because there are people that I have spoken to that, you know, are are leaders in their field. So like Jane Friedman and Joanna Penn. And I don't think I would ever have gotten the chance to connect with them and have such an in-depth conversation with them if I hadn't had a show to invite them on, you know? And this is something we talked about. Uh, we did a Coastal Magic convention panel on additional media. And that was one of the big things that I felt like everyone on the panel really agreed with is the opportunity to connect with other authors, other industry people, other just cool people that you're like, I would like to talk to this stranger. And so I have the excuse of inviting them on my podcast in order to do so, which Normally it would be weird if I just like contact a random stranger like, hey, would you like to talk with me for 40 minutes? You know? Yeah, but a podcast, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, of course, I'll sign up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say that the big thing for me has been like hanging out with a lot of people that either were already my friends or became very good mm-hmm. friends. Like, almost everybody that I regularly podcast with on the Skiffy Fanny show is pretty good friends yeah so like that's i just really like being able to talk with my my friends and make content and meet new people i've I've made friends who are listeners of the podcast which is pretty cool you know yeah that too yeah Yeah. there's been a community that's developed especially around pub talk live uh they even gave themselves a a fan name they call themselves pubbers and yeah i know it's great and um and we do wednesday write-ins too and so that gives them a little chance to like be social and uh, yeah, connecting with the, the listeners has been really great, too. Yeah, and I would say if you are a podcast listener, you have no idea how nice it is to hear from a listener. Mm-hmm. Even if all you're saying is, I like the show. It feels so good. I just started uh, three weeks ago, I think. I started taking reviews from Apple, reviews from Podchaser. And then anytime someone talked about the show on Twitter or Facebook, publicly, of course, I read one before each episode now and say, you know, we got this listener comment, blah, blah. And I read the comment um, mainly because I love hearing from people and I love hearing what, you know, how they're feeling about the show. And so I feel like maybe if I, if I promote that, you know, then maybe I'll get more. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Someone was very excited that I read their, their review though. So that was good. Well, okay. So let's, let's get to, talking about shows that you like we obviously can't name literally every show uh, but you obviously have some favorites sarah so what are some of your favorites yeah so i think probably my number one favorite is you're wrong about which is michael hobbs and sarah marshall and they talk about things that we have kind of a collective social knowledge of and most of the times we misunderstand the situation or Mm. More often, what we were fed a narrative by news outlets that turned out to be wrong, right? And so they do all these different things. They did this 
the series on Princess Diana that I think really like kind of launched it into the size it is now. But they they do all kinds of things. They did an episode on like floating car. T- what which car was it? The ex- exploding gas the tank. Pinto. The Pento, yeah, they did an episode on that and like kind of what came about. I mean, how that came about and our misunderstanding of it. Uh, Sarah Marshall's big thing is satanic panics. So she does several episodes on different kinds of satanic panics. They did, you know, the, the razor blades and Halloween candy kind of stuff too. And uh, they had a fascinating episode on cheek and baby syndrome. And so it's like all these things that we kind of like collectively misunderstand and they, they kind of set the record straight, but they're also very conversational and fun and, you know, they joke around a lot. And so that was probably my favorite. And then Michael Hobbs also does a, another podcast called Maintenance Phase with Aubrey Gordon, which is a similar thing, but they only focus on wellness topics. So like Moon Juice and uh, they did a two-part Oprah Winfrey special. Um, So all kinds of, you know, wellness topics, snack wells, Weight Watchers, you know, stuff like that. So Uh. I really enjoyed that one as well. And I listened to some, a lot of NPR podcasts. (laughs) So Hidden Brain was the first one, which I know you're a fan of. Hidden yeah. brain, Shankar Vedantam. Woo. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, which I actually came to from the book. I listened to the book first, and then um, found the podcast, and that was one of the first ones I listened to. Um, and then I started listening to like Through Line and Code Switch, and oh, Planet Money. I love Planet Money, which is economy focused. There's a couple science ones that I really like. So Science Versus, which is from Gimlet. And then hmm. the weirdest thing I learned this week, I think it was called, it's from the editors of Popular Science, where they kind of like whatever weird things they've researched over the past couple of weeks, they bring it in. And that one's like a little, it's definitely conversational. Usually like the three hosts are like, you know, kind of chatting back and forth, which I really like. And then writing podcasts. I feel like I should talk about writing podcasts because I'm a writer and I do a writing podcast. Writing Excuses, which has been around for like 15 or 16 seasons now, is one of the best it's usually 15 to 20 minutes per episode. This season, they're doing all like writing for games, which I have zero interest in. So I haven't really been listening this season, but I know a lot of people are interested in it. So I don't I don't have any problem with it. <laughs> yeah. And then I like the Manuscript Academy podcast, which is more kind of like they talk about writing, but they also talk about publishing. They talk about anything related to the two. And that's like a little less you know, structure. It doesn't follow like the same structure every time. And then Print Run is like probably my favorite publishing podcast. So it's two literary agents and they just talk about issues with publishing publishing industry. And I think it's it's always really good nice. and insightful. So yeah. That's a lot of podcasts. That's not all of them. It's just a part. <laughs> yeah. Well if I were to say some of my favorites, you know, if we're going with like the the nerd podcasts, you know, things like Breaking the Glass Slipper is is really quite good, or fan splaining if you want to learn about fandom, hmm. uh, fandom studies, which is pretty good. Uh and and Fictitious is a really good interview podcast, really gets into some of the nitty-gritties about books. Those are some of the sort of nerdy-ish ones, and obviously our opinions are correct because of course, they're they're very good as well. You know, in terms of like D and D and like dungeon mastering and RPG stuff, I really like Dungeon Master of None, which isn't mm-hmm. exclusively Dungeons and Dragons, although they talk more about Dungeons and Dragons than they do other stuff. But a lot of the advice they give translates across basically everything, uh, and it, that one's it's just really good. They, they do fantastic work 
And in terms of like really nerdy ones uh, that are more like factually nerdy, mm. I really adore No Such Thing as a Fish. Oh, yeah. Which I listen to that is, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so good. It, it It's just if you want like really strange and unusual yeah. facts. That was like a lot of chaotic energy, which I love. Yeah, it's so fun to listen to, especially when they get on like a tangent about some yeah. fact and they just it's clear they've all done research and they're just laying out weirdness. The longer you listen, the better it gets because they'll like reference like jokes from previous episodes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like they I think they had a running gag about like a random sex museum at one point because they like kept talking about like all of the, the like weird penis statues and things that were in mm-hmm. the sex mm-hmm. museum. So they don't all talk about sex museums. There are other things they talk about. Well, yeah, they had a running um, gag about Thatchery, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, other stuff then that I would suggest, if you like movie-related stuff and you want to hear somebody who actually knows about movies interviewing people who are involved in movies, Malton on Movies, which is Leonard Malton and his daughter, Jesse Malton, Mm -hmm. who interviewed directors and actors, and they've had almost every major name you can imagine and then some folks that are up and coming at indies and all kinds of people from directors to you know costume designers and their conversations are the kinds of things that you wish entertainment journalism was about because you just like get into some really interesting areas like talking about their work and i just really enjoy it and you should all listen to it and yeah there's lots of others i mean if you want like actual play stuff i would probably obviously recommend adventure zone because it's it's quite good but there's also crit show and uh starbirds that are pretty good and then speculate which has a thing right now with my friend brandon o'brien gming called the case of the centered seal but they do other games and stuff as well mike underwood's involved in that so lots of different shows that you can try out literally yeah. can't mention the other four thousand podcasts I'm i know that's so to. many <laughs> like I can just read a list. (laughs) I did just recently discover Writer's Bone, and I discovered that because uh, the Sisters in Crime did a panel on podcasting for writers, and the guy who runs it um, was on it, and he was the one that I was like, oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about, you know, so I went and, like, (laughs) checked out his podcasts, and it's just interviews with writers, but I I really liked it. There are a lot of really fantastic shows out there, and Let's take a moment then to talk about what is the other big deal, which we keep mentioning, which is that you have some podcast stuff that you do. And so, Sarah, what what kind of stuff? What What is what is all this stuff? Yeah. Uh, so I have Pub Talk Live and Agent Chat Live. Those are two YouTube shows, but they're on one podcast together. So they're, it, the podcast is called Pub Talk Live and Agent Chat Live, but on YouTube, it's they have slightly different identities. Uh, but Pub Talk Live is a bi-monthly show where I talk to people who work in publishing in some area about the area that they work in. And so the second Saturday of the month is called Author Journey. So I'm only talking to authors for that one and just kind of discussing, you know, their paths and all the different things they do. And then the fourth Saturday is a specific. I, I'm trying to help people understand more about the publishing industry with that one. Um, And we also cover in each episode publishing news from the last two weeks. So if you want to stay up to date on publishing news, uh, the first like 15 minutes of that is that. And then Agent Chat Live is live interviews with literary agents where I um, interview them with the aim of helping potential clients get to know them better. So if you're thinking about 
querying someone, you can like see if they've done an interview and, and I usually have about 30 to 50 minute conversation with agents just about their working style, their kind of philosophies, like what kind of stuff they like, you know, that kind of thing. And then Queries, Qualms, and Quirks is my actual podcast. It's produced as a podcast. And I interview published authors and they read their successful query letter and they discuss their journey from first spark to day of publication. So it's all about displaying the different paths that writers can take to publication. Some are much, much, much longer and complicated than others. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Yeah. So those are my my shows. Awesome. Well, I think we've we've got to the end. And so I I will start to close out because we start talking about your your shows. And I do hope that everybody goes and checks out all of them. And I'll make sure that there's links in the show notes to each of those. But before I close out proper, Sarah, where can folks find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter quite a bit more than I should. Um, Sarah underscore Nicholas. That's Sarah with an H, Nicholas with no H. And then I'm on Instagram as President Sarah, again, Sarah with an H. That's, that's pretty much it. Those are my two major hangout places online. I feel like the H is a jab at me because I named this uh, this. You did spell system. it wrong. It wasn't at you. I just say that all the time because people spell it wrong all the time. So I'm used to it. Like, I don't even notice anymore. <laughs> I have it correct in the script, though. So yeah. I will. It's really only important if you're, like, trying to find me online, you know. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Well, perfect. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. A new episode is done. If, you, if you'd if you like to let me know what you think about podcasting and if you have any shows that you really like, I'd love to hear from you. Go to seanduke.net slash contact, or you can tweet at me at seanduke, or you can even tweet at Sarah, I suppose, if you want to like, Sarah, you got to check this show out. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, Sarah, thanks again for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Hopefully this one takes. Yeah, well, I really hope so, because then we're going to have yet another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, make sure to check out the Joy Factory Monthly on your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy the show, five-star review on iTunes does a lot of good work and makes me feel happy inside. Support the show, as always, at patreon.com slash thejoyfactory. And on that note, joyful transmission concluded. <laughs> <laughs>